Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you're listening to Halfway Saints. You are. Mm-hmm. We hope everyone has had a great... Has it been two weeks since our last one? Um... No. We've, we missed two weeks. This will be three weeks from now. Oh, yeah, no. I know. Sorry, oh, guys. I know. We've been busy. Here's the thing. We we wanted to, but we didn't have time. <laughs> As is the case with most things. Yeah. I, I, yeah, there was something like, oh, we could do it tonight, and then, then that didn't work, and like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow night, and just things just kept snowballing. And, I know. We have to do laundry. Three weeks later. Yeah, laundry. That's what it was. And we're only six feet away from our uh, washer dryer. I know, but we could just turn it off and turn it back on later. Not when it was laundry, more of like we didn't get, get done. done. It was more of like we didn't get done and settled till like nine or ten p.m. Yeah, and then that happens. ready for bed. Anywho, not to bore you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're back. We're back. Had a good couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Vacation. Yeah. Right. Pure bliss. Yeah. Right. I can't even, because Blaze is like, is he 10 weeks old? I I am not doing the weeks this time I know, around. I'm doing a I'm just doing months, because it's easy, like, oh, is it the 19th? It's yeah, probably one of my kids' <laughs> birthday or month days. I think he is about 10 weeks, because he's like okay. two and a half months, 10 weeks. Yeah. yeah. But he's really not, because I, I do that with Jack, too. I think, like, oh, yeah, he's born in the middle of June. But he's, he's like, born three Late three quarters June. of the way through June. I know. Late Junes. Late Junes. That's what I just said. Um, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> what? I didn't know if you picked up on it. No, we both thought of that phrase <laughs> <laughs> on our own. Uh, um, yeah, so. Yeah, we've just been busy. I can't think of anything like, oh, well, my family came to visit, mm-hmm. and that was good. And his dad and brother, not his whole family. Well, okay. We no one knows that. Well, they what if they listen and they're like, I wasn't there. I don't think anyone I don't, I'm listens. pretty sure they don't. If you do, <laughs> let me know. Why haven't we been talking about this? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was good, and Jack got to hang out with his uncle, and it was really nice, because he's really good with kids, surprisingly. He's mm-hmm. young, my younger brother. Um, he's really good with really young kids, which not a lot of people are. It's true. Um, so it was nice to have someone else to, like, carry Jack and... Play not, the silly yeah, games yeah, and stuff. And, and Grandpa brought Jack a, um basketball hoop like a like, like a, an outdoor yeah what is it it's not fish little tykes or something Something like that uh outdoor basketball hoop which we kept inside for the next five days because much to jack's delight jack was obsessed with it obsessed basketball hoop basketball hoop <laughs> basketball hoop he would wake up just saying basketball hoop and yeah jack really likes basketball hoops <laughs> Like there's a like a newsletter from like the local parks and recreation oh, yeah. service, and there's like a picture. The kids are actually playing dodgeball, but you can see a basketball hoop in the background, and he'll just ask to look at the basketball hoop, mm-hmm. and he'll just sit there and look at it. He started. We usually do like, what does the dog say? What does the horse say? And he started to, you know, ask us those questions. So he'll start ta- asking, what inanimate objects say, and number one is, what does the hoop say? What does the basketball hoop say? Which is swish. It says swish. Around here it says swish. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all great at basketball. And then what does the basketball say? Bounce, bounce, bounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But enough about so, our so, lives. So that's been our life. <laughs> uh, 
But real quick, thank you to um, all of you listeners. We Last podcast, we talked about things we were struggling with um, and asked you to pray for us. And it was really funny. The next day, I was just, like, very peaceful at work. Mm-hmm. And, like, none of the things that usually bug me bug me. So, um, so thank you for praying for us. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And prayer does work. I think sometimes we kind of, unless, you know, you pray for something specific, like, I pray that you know I find a new job or that someone gets better and it happens we kind of think of that as the only way of prayer really working but it works in other ways too just praying for relief or that God kind of um, I don't know like reaches out and Mm -hmm. gives you some consolation Yeah, it doesn't always have to end with a a benefactor sponsoring our family no that didn't come through (laughs) somehow (laughs) nobody volunteered to sponsor our family but Oh. We're living okay, despite the You put a sign out, like, when you see, like, this mile, like, on the highway for Adopt a Highway. Like, <laughs> this mile kept clean by... Adopt a family. Yeah, this family doesn't have to work because this family pays for all their stuff. And free advertisement. We should have just... To we, our, like, like, seven neighbors. We should have been born nobility. That's our problem. Oh, why wasn't I born a royal? <laughs> Shucks. Okay. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> Holly's playing with her hair. I'm just saying that she looks super bored. I'm not bored. I promise. I just, um, that's how I get myself, like, in the zone. In the zone. Remember, I used to, when I would paint, I would paint the best if I was playing with my hair. What would you paint? Like, a work? When I was painting for work, yeah. I would, like. You would paint with your hair? Is <laughs> <laughs> that what you're saying? No, but I always knew that I would do, be doing a like much. I was much more like comfortable in the painting practice if I was playing with my hair while doing it. It just made me. I don't know. It made you it's more like creative. A, it's like scratching your chin, like pulling on your hair, pulls the ideas out a little bit. Twirling my hair, oh. and um, I think it's like a security blanket. Like I, it, I just do it by habit. Yeah. If I'm, and and sometimes she makes a mustache of her hair for some reason. Oh, and then if I have my hair in a ponytail, I love to to pull it all the way over over my forehead and to feel it <laughs> <laughs> to feel it on my forehead. Yeah, you know, some people just grow out their bangs. <laughs> it does the same no, thing. literally, I just saw this video the other day on like Refinery Twenty Nine or something, like how to fake bangs, and I was like. Fake bangs. And someone did that. They put a ponytail <laughs> and then swished their hair to their forehead and then pinned it there. And I was like, this is Don't the dumbest like video have, like, I've ever seen. Just like a men's haircut? Yeah, no one's going to believe that. Like they're you just gonna, parted your hair? They're going to see the ponytail in the back. You know? Come on, Refinery29. Amp it up. <laughs> anyway, sorry to go on a tangent about hair. Can't even help. My hair is just so beautiful. Daniel couldn't help it. <laughs> the thing is, it's not like all of her hair. It's like these like four <laughs> strands that she just keeps pulling. And right before mass today, Blaze spat up all over it. Oh man. So I still have spit up hair. Oh gross. You don't have to talk about that. Hashtag mom life. Hashtag wash your hair. <laughs> well, I'm not having. I've not had a chance. Okay. <laughs> it was as we were walking out the door for mass. Could have showered then, and then it's been nonstop ever since. Okay. Just saying. Whatever. I'd find time to clean my hair. No. Threw up. No. Just put my head under the sink. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you spitting? Yes. Oh, um, 
sorry, last thing about Jack that we'll actually get to what we wanted to talk about. Um, he's been, he finally has figured out how to brush his own teeth a little bit. A little bit. Um, but he insists on spitting in the sink, which he doesn't actually spit. He just leans over the sink. Or I have to pick him up and leans over the sink and just goes... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jack. Daniel's chair is really squeaky. Oh, sorry. Am I squeaking? Yeah. It's okay. okay. Just sorry. want everyone to know that that's what that noise is. It's, I've been replaced by a robot, <laughs> and I need to be oiled. I was say, a very squeaky ro- robot. <laughs> robot. I don't have wheels. So I'm not a robot. <laughs> but the chair has wheels. Anyway, um, I was telling Holly earlier, well, not earlier, a couple of weeks ago. Sorry. I had my hand covered up the whole time, so no one could hear that. It's oh. like, sorry. <laughs> what? I was going to make a joke about, like, a trumpet player with a mute in their horn. Never mind. I don't even get it. I don't yeah. know trumpets. Jazz joke. You wouldn't get it. Um, I, I don't like jazz, so. I know. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but I was telling Holly about this thing I saw on Facebook, which usually I kind of only on Facebook to keep up with friends or, like, things that are s- somewhat interesting, and I'm not big on, like, I don't know, like, oh, someone shared this picture, and I really like it. Sometimes I do, sometimes I'm like, whatever. I just you liked know. the picture that I shared last week. Of course, I like everything you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, this is, like, some of the sillier things. Anyway, this caught my eye more so than most things on Facebook. Oof. And it was, um, it wasn't specifically Christian, but it was just this little chart that showed balance in virtues, you know, like like I said, they weren't like the cardinal virtues or anything specifically Christian. It was just general virtues. And then there was like too much of it on one side and too little on another side. And one was um, uh, like courage. And on the too little side, there was cowardice. And on the too much side, there was like foolhardiness. Mm. And then with respect, um, the too little of it, it was like disregard or something. And then too much of it was idolatry. And I just thought that was really interesting because it's, it's true that like certain qualities, uh, not necessarily virtues, but certain qualities, there can be too much or too little of. And when you have either extreme, then it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of a simple concept, like everything in moderation, that makes sense. But that kind of just sparked a thought in my head of thinking how much as Christians we're required to constantly like discern and make decisions like we're never just there's a situation it's like oh you know this is this answer to it I mean it is but like it's never so cut and dry like we need to think about things and Mm -hmm. discern things Mm -hmm. we can't just fly by the seat of our pants we can't fly by our pants (laughs) you said that one no I didn't say that I don't remember how I said it wrong I think you said we're just flying by our pants no, and I think we've mentioned that before I've, on the podcast. We'll research. Okay, but you're not li- flying by the seat of your pants. No, you um, gotta stop and discern. <laughs> thanks. Try to make it relevant here. Um, but with just like like even with re- relationships, and no two relationships are the same. Like you're gonna approach it differently depending on you know who you are and who the person is. Like, it's not, you can't just say, like, as Christians, we need to um, affirm everything our friends say. Because, no, that might work in certain situations for some friends, but it might be a terrible idea for, you know, another friend or another situation. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we need to 
call people out when they make mistakes. Like, yes, there are times to do that, but it depends on the person and the situation and your relationship to them. So, like, and just how you address it to that person. Right. So, if I'm doing something wrong, um, you, you would, depending on what it was, you could be justified in saying, hey, knock it off right now. You don't need to be doing that. But if it were someone you had just met or a friend you're not as close with or different, you know, maybe they like, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's bad, but not that bad. <laughs> like roll through a stop sign. Mm. You might, you know, if it was like a close friend, you'd be like, don't do that. But if somebody, I don't know, you wouldn't approach it the same mm-hmm. no matter what. Like we're constantly called to like, just use our brains. There's think, and use our intellect. And illustrate. I don't think this needs to be illustrated that much more. But what just keeps coming to mind is that I learned that children who learn two languages whenever they're little, mm-hmm. it is like a really good social development for them. Not only is it like awesome that they can speak two languages, but they also learn the fact that like to some people you speak a certain way, and to some other people you speak a different mm. way. And that's like a hard thing to grasp sometimes when you're a baby yeah child uh fun aside we had um a teacher in high school who was bragging that her like niece or nephew like knew portuguese and he was only like three years old uh and then we found out that one of his parents is portuguese (laughs) and that's why he knows portuguese (laughs) who was that i'll tell you later it was oh we had to keep her her name anonymous it it was a european history teacher Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> so does anyone who knows us. But... Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, you weren't in that class. Yeah. Oh, okay. Daniel, you're, I don't know if you remember this, but you're a grade older than I know, me. but we, did, we were in some classes together. You're we were in one, one class. class. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that one. class. <laughs> Daniel and I went to high school together. Oh, they know that. <laughs> Just in case you're new to, oh, the, okay. to the podcast. Um, yeah, so you always have to use your brain, Holly. Always. Yeah, <laughs> um, and not just using your brain, like, um, balancing kind of, like the paradoxes that we encounter in faith that like Jesus lowered himself to become man and in doing so elevated man, you know, up to the height of divinity, you know, mm-hmm. because he became someone who was human and divine or, you know, be, you know, I mean, he was human in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just also all these paradoxes. Not Yeah, paradoxes. Uh, there are paradoxes, but that's not what I want to talk about. Yeah. There are all these, there's a lot of balance in Christian life. And I remember when I was um, in college, I took a course. It was like an early American history class, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just remember it was, it was taught by a grad teacher named Rich, who had a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to have to do with hair, because you were starting. Oh, I was, I was laying my hair down. <laughs> um, he was actually very nice. But we read this guy. <laughs> People with ponytails can, <laughs> can be nice. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, but we read this, like, memoir, some writing from this guy. His last name was Wigglesworth. Oh, nice. And he was, like, a... I don't know, he was, like, 17th century or 18th century. Anyway, he was like an early American pastor or reverend or something in one of the like early Protestant churches. But he, um, we read something from him and he would like go back and forth saying like, 
oh, I did really well not being prideful today. Like, oh, no, I was just prideful. <laughs> then like, oh, I don't need to beat myself up. Oh, and he would just, like, go back and forth. And it was, like, I'd be right in the class to kind of point out, like, the, um, like, puritanical nature of it or something of, like, these societies. Um, but it just, it always has stuck with me that it's kind of, like, that's almost like the Christian life in a nutshell. That, like, I am nothing. I'm nothing without Christ. It's like, oh, but I'm going to become part of the body of Christ, who is God. So it's like this constant, like... Which in his eyes is everything. Like, so you're going to become nothing to be everything. Right, and you're like, yeah, through no merits of your own, you have no merit apart from Christ, but because you have Christ, you have all the merit. Mm -hmm. And it's like... He just kind of like the little the needles going like back and forth between the two. It's like St. Paul being really uh, kind of big headed about being a really good servant. Yeah. Like he's like, like I'm the bet I am the most humble servant. Uh-huh. Or he says like I am the worst of everyone. Yeah. He just, he's like always. Yeah. The, I don't know, giving himself the most credit for either being the most transformative because he was like the worst and now is the best or. Yeah, and it's just like weird thing to grasp mentally but I think it kind of goes back to this idea that we have to you have to use your intellect to understand situations and to have balance Mm -hmm. so you can't just say I'm going to be brave all the time you know I'm going to be totally brave all the time and because that could get you in situations where you're in over your head yeah you can't be reckless right um so why do you think we're built like that Holly um, because we always, th- we, <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to make a joke or keep trying to formulate a joke about checks and balances. No, that's how the government is formed. I know, but I want to make a funny joke about a, a witty, smart joke about checks and balances. How does but, that, I don't think that's really analogous. Well, well obviously it's not because I can't, make it, <laughs> can't figure can't, out how to make it a joke. can't make a joke about it. It doesn't work. Just don't force it, Holly. But, um. The question was, <laughs> <laughs> why are we, why do we, why is everything imbalanced? Why are we constantly, you know, moving back and forth from these things? And why do we have to place ourselves in the middle? Why isn't it just, oh yeah, do this all the time. Just be brave all the time. Because that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, God wants to make it, it hard. Also, <laughs> well, it also, um, loses, you like lose the unique of each person but we're not robots yeah you kind of would have one personality type right like the christian type is this person exactly so we have to just continually check ourselves and uh, find the balance <laughs> <laughs> oh hey just, i'm just kidding um no but we if we were just to follow like it's just not a list of rules to follow it is like a constant because it requires us to be in a relationship with the father that, mm. that's the answer oh. <laughs> because if if it were just like oh boom you have the virtue of love what's a vir- what? <laughs> what 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 cardinal virtues do you remember them uh-uh. oh what's the acronym um peanut butter jelly french toast are those the cardinals oh. or are those oh um taylor marshall yeah peanut I- butter peanut butter jelly french toast but it's the thing there's something wrong with that acronym <laughs> it's like well can i just tell you what they are 
prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance. Yes. So the problem Peanut with butter. that because butter there's no, there's B. no B. Taylor. <laughs> um, That's Doctor Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about Doctor Taylor Marshall, who has um, the New Saint Thomas New Saint Aquinas Institute. Yeah. No, I think it's just New Saint Thomas Institute. Okay. Um, but he has like online classes on uh, like Thomist philosophy and Catholicism. Well, he, we listen yeah. to a podcast. Yeah, he had a podcast. He does a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. everywhere. <laughs> he likes so. <laughs> and you, I was saying something good. Um, you don't know what virtues are. Oh, that you have to be in relationship to the Father. Yes, because if father. we all just were granted prudence or temperance or... I forgot the other ones already. <laughs> Forgetfulness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have. Um, if we were just grant, like given those things when we were born and no questions asked or whatever, um, then why would we need God? Yeah, but what if, what if you just needed to cultivate your virtues? Like, oh, you just need to be have total like fortitude all the time, not give ground on anything. Or you need to be you know, totally concerned with justice or you need to, you know, like it's more than just knowing those virtues and those virtues, sorry, those virtues are represent the midpoint of qualities. Mm -hmm. So like temperance would be, you know, too much of it would be kind of scrupulosity or like being nitpicky and too little of it would be having no self-control, you know? All right. So that virtue represents the balance between those two points. I think it's just because our like life is fluid, you know. It's not this straight line to f- to follow. It's like fluid, and you got to be flexible. I think what you're saying about being if forced you to be in relationship with God is it was better. <laughs> <laughs> Lead me back to the right track. No, it's, yeah. Well, that's what exactly. I know you just. Wait, were you telling me to lead you back? Yeah. Oh, well, I think that's, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> No, because I think, yeah, it does co- require you to call on God and to, like, at a point say, I don't I don't really know what to do with this. Mm. You know, I need you to guide me. What am I supposed to do in this situation? Because it's not clear. Right. Um, I think there's also a part of it is it requires us to use our intellect. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, it's not just one answer. Like, Christians respond to this in this way, and that's it. You just dedicate that to memory, and you're, you're good. Right. Um, which I think a lot of people would like that. And I think that's kind of, you see that in the church now that um, certain groups or people are saying like, there needs to be a cut and dry answer for this. Mm-hmm. And others are saying there needs to be flexibility in this. And like on certain issues, I think there definitely needs to be clarity and precision and on others less so. But I think, just to show you, with even within the church, there's kind of like a need for a balance between these two things. Yeah. Um, but I also think it it makes you use your intellect, um, which is a gift that God gave us. Like we're the only creatures on earth with a rational will. Yeah. Like we're the only intelligent things on the earth that He created um, on the earth. He created other rational beings not on the earth, angels and. Oh no! I was just like, but what about monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about monkeys though? <laughs> no, they're not rational. 
But they can um, eat bananas so well. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. They've got us beaten banana eating technology, but that's how Planet of the Apes starts. Oh, shoot. No, I'm just kidding. I've never seen it. I know you haven't. <laughs> um, but it makes us use our intellect, which is, you know, something we're endowed with by the creator. And he, like, makes us use the tools he's given us to get to know him better. Yeah. And to live the way we want to live. So it's almost like if you were to ask God, like, why do you make it? Why do you make things so difficult where you have to choose everything? He'd be like, yeah, I gave you an intellect yeah. and a conscious that you could form. Yeah. So that you could navigate these waters. And the more that you navigate these waters, the more you'll come to know me. Yeah. He would say. He would. In the words of God. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Holly's own translation of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called God words. <laughs> Big and super. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and great. Oh, uh, man. But isn't that cool to think about it that way? Yes. I really like that the more you kind of discern, okay, how much of this virtue do I need during this? Which is not ever a, as explicit as that, but. And let me just make a point. I wasn't saying that, like, you could have too much of a virtue. The point is to pursue that virtue and not the qualities that represent the extremes of it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand the distinction? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to remember what I was saying. Oh, sorry. That's cool. So that was a cool point, That's Daniel. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Hey, babe. Great point. <laughs> um, no, that it's great that the more you discern and more you kind of like wrestle with it the closer you become to God, the more he reveals himself to you. Mm-hmm. And it's through relationships and through hard decisions and really like going head on against the the problems that you're facing with the Lord that he pulls you in close. Mm-hmm. It also I think speaks to the, um, the offer of Jesus to, to live our lives with us. Mm-hmm. You know, who is, who was, you know, fully man as well as being right. fully divine. Like, he has this intellect. He, you know, knows what it's like. Because I think a lot of times you hear, like, oh, God, you know, this is a specific situation. Like, this is a certain circumstance. Like, almost like God forgot about this. Cir- yeah. This is an option he didn't think of. How can I possibly get out of this? I'm so much more special than anything ever that it's never been thought of before. Yeah, I mean, you. <laughs> I wasn't gonna be like as catty about it. But, like, I think some people may genuinely think like this situation is unique, not from like a look at me, I'm so entitled, but like I don't see any other way, kind of a perspective. Yeah, sorry everybody. Sorry everyone's struggling with issues. <laughs> I'm a jerk. You're not. Thanks. Thanks. But I just was caught by the thought of Christ, like having the intellect of like, because in those certain times in the gospel when he's like like Jesus knew their hearts or Jesus knew what they were thinking or what they were plotting against him and so Mm -hmm. he like says just the right thing to get them to think about like the situation differently you know but that he like made those decisions because he had an intellect that like that he shares that with us it's just cool sometimes I think remember that movie Limitless yeah um, what's his name in it Bradley Cooper Bradley Cooper that giant pool of blood. 
that's all I remember from that that movie was at the end. There's like this guy dies in, in this giant pool of. Blood. Well, now that you ruined it for everyone. This like random guy dies. And <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, if you haven't seen the movie, the premise is Bradley Cooper plays his character who takes this drug, which gives him like super intelligence. Like he uses his entire brain kind yeah. of thing. Which, okay, that's a that's a lot. Okay. That's a myth that like you only use ten percent of your brain. No, this needs to be dispensed. The world needs to know. You use they make all of so your... many movies about it, I though. know. You use all of your brain at different points. Like, you don't... I don't know if you could use all of it at once, but you use your whole brain. What was that movie that just came out with um, the sexy girl? Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy. She, Lucy. Oh, and it even says it in the trailer. Like, I know. People only use 10... Per- I think Morgan Freeman even says it. <laughs> Morgan! <laughs> We've made her use her all of hers. Anyway. Um, and it meant that she could, like... <laughs> Clobber guy. <laughs> Crawl on the ceiling and stuff. That doesn't yeah, make any sense. No. Um, anyway, so limitless. Sorry. Sorry. Let's get back Sorry. to the, <laughs> the first tangent. Um, so in it, Bradley Cooper takes this pill and he has super intelligence and he, so he can like almost tell the future because he can see every scenario mm-hmm. and like do all the math in his head. And sometimes I think of Jesus like that, like him just being like, okay, this stone, like, it's kind of, like, mathematically figuring yeah. out it, whereas it's probably something very much beyond all of our understanding that he just kind of intuits it. Like, it's still an intellectual thing, but he just kind of knows it without having to do those calculations. It's, like, instantaneous, yeah. yeah. Not even instantaneous. It's, like, there's no, t- you know, he just knows it. It's just there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still had a human intellect. <laughs> It's just cool. It's just it cool is. to meditate on. It is, and that's one on. of those, like, kind of paradoxes, too, that, like, Jesus was a man and Jesus was God. Like, oh, he's one of us, but he's also God. You know, like, oh, he struggled with these things. You know, kind of like and the back and forth of it. This is, like, we have... It gives depth to life, this paradox to live. <laughs> I'm making, like, a jelly upside-down jellyfish with my hands. Is that what you would call that? <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of moving, like, in little short, like, bursts. Not like a smooth jelly. Here, this is more of a jellyfish. Yeah, <laughs> oh, here you go. I turned it upside down. Or right side up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's really great podcast material. <laughs> making jellyfish hands. Um, it gives depth to life because we are able to contemplate these things and grow mm. deeper and deeper into them. And so we are able to contemplate that nature about Christ and just just literally thinking about how can a being be both human and God what does that look like and how would he treat me how does he love me by being both man and God that is like infinite hours of contemplation can be spent on thinking on on just those basic things yeah and like the just that notion that like here's a person who is God and man like you instantly like you can never comprehend it, but you can always delve deeper into mm-hmm. it. And with all of the, like, mysteries of of Christ's life and, um, you know, the mysteries of the rosary, the mystery in Mary's life, and, like, all of the lives that Christ touched, you can, like, delve into these infinite points. And because we have an intellect, we can go deeper into those. Mm-hmm. I was just about to talk about mystery. Mystery. Mm-hmm. Because our understanding of mystery as Catholics is not that it's, Oh, you just don't know what it is ever. That the Eucharist is just something you'll never understand. It, mystery means more that you like 
there's always more to know. Yeah, you can never know enough about All of it. it. Yeah. We did a podcast on mystery. Did we do? <laughs> I thought <laughs> someone else did it. Um, I think we did, or at least mentioned it. We've mentioned it. That, <laughs> you know, it's worth to say it again. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I just like that we, that there's just something about life and living life that even if you weren't, didn't know God, didn't know the gospel at all, you would know you need to think about things before you do them. Mm-hmm. And like even something as seemingly secular or non-Christian or non-theistic as that ultimately leads you into thinking and contemplating about, you know, God. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, another cool thing is that I was saying you don't want too much or too little of anything, like in terms of qualities or emotions or whatever. Um, but I thought of three things that you can never have too much of. What do you think they are? Love. Love. Joy. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the joy would be... I'm trying to think of, like, what the... Like, joy and sorrow would be a continuum. Right. So. Oh. You know. I don't know. Feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Attachment. Um, Like, you could be overly attached as a... Love is all I got. Which, what are your three? Faith, hope, and love. Oh, duh. But no, but isn't that cool? Like, you can never have too much faith in God. You can never have too much hope in his promises, and you can never love someone too much. Mm. That might be a bit bold to say those are the only three things you can never have too much of, but I can't really think of anything else. And, like, you know, joy is a response of hope or faith, you know? Yeah. And it's cool that the three... Theolo- joy is a result of them. It, yeah. I'm pretty sure St. Thomas Aquinas wrote, like, pages on where, where their joy proceeds from. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Anyway, um, but the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love, are things we cannot pour ourselves into enough. That's cool. It's almost like, and I know I'm not, I kind of did it intentionally, like, undoing what I said earlier, that, like, we have to discern everything. Mm-hmm. But then, like, underlying it all is, like, here's these three things that if you pursue, you cannot deplete or you cannot do too much of. You cannot love too much. You can't hope too much. You cannot have too much faith. Hmm. I think that um, kind of underlies and surrounds our intellect. And, like, that's how we form our intellect and to know what the right decision is by, like, pouring ourselves into those things and and sustaining and nurturing those virtues within us yeah because practice makes perfect <laughs> you know if you can't if you don't have like a pithy phrase for it it just doesn't work so the checks and bounces they don't work out huh? <laughs> um but i also wanted to mention like earlier you were talking about um well isn't that cool you're not gonna say how cool my oh. thing is i just figured out existence holly oh geez oh geez um yeah, that's so great. Do you want a like round of applause? Standing ovation? No, but No, I said that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> because it is. No, but I don't know. You weren't there on my like intellectual journey to this point. No. But I I followed it along this podcast. <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah. What were you gonna say? That when you were talking about relationships earlier, um I wanted to add in that Right now, I've been sh- 
kind of like struggling a lot because um, the boys both need our atten- my attention, our attention. But whenever I'm home, it's one to two kids. And both of them need my the same amount of my attention all the time. Where I can only give my full amount of, or my full attention to one. And whenever I give my full attention to one, the other one is going through like some catastrophe that needs my attention. <laughs> and so I have to go to the other one. And then the other one is having a like same level catastrophe. And it's I'm just constantly being pulled in two directions. And what I am lear- continuing to learn through this process is that it's just ridding me more and more and more of anything of myself because I like literally at the end of the day have nothing left to give because I've given everything to each of them and the whole time while I'm trying to rock blaze to sleep because he can't all he needs is to go to sleep but he can't put himself to sleep right now and I have to bop the swing because the swing doesn't move correctly to put him to sleep and Jack doesn't want me to bop the swing Mm. the whole time I'm doing that I'm trying to think of how I can tell Jack or show Jack physically and in a way that he would understand that I love him and I want to be with him, but I can't, I simply cannot do that while I'm being with Blaze. Um, just that constant need of like, or constant feeling of being pulled and neat, trying to also like, okay, so I need to feed Blaze at this point and this point so that he can be in the swing and comfortable by the time it's ready for, or by the time Jack is ready to be put to bed. And I also have to, or down for his nap and I have to make Jack feel super loved and cared for for his nap or else he will not nap. And like just trying to plan everything at all moments of the day for each of them to coexist in some sort of peace um, has been really tolling on my intellect. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like literally all day long I'm just thinking about how to balance the two of them and how to make keep both of them just happy enough to not be screaming crying (laughs) um but it's a it's a learning experience for me right now but it's making me better to know what their needs are and how I can better address them while still loving them as fully and as extravagantly as I can it's kind of like what's the like one variable you can change like gonna sound bad but you're not gonna get any smarter i know <laughs> like your intellect you know your your past i am what i am <laughs> your past i think your brain stopped growing at like 26 or 27 or something mm. so you're you're just getting yeah you're done this is as good as it gets this is it <laughs> no but like the your capacity for love is the only thing that can grow in that situation mm. you know and like and I like the way you're using love is more of like attention, but like you still, you feel torn because you love both of them so much. Right. Like you, we love Jack so much when he, when it was just him. Mm-hmm. And then when Blaze comes along, it doesn't, our love for him doesn't diminish. It somehow grows even more. Right. And like the ability to, to like take on new relationships, like the variable there is love, which is, cannot be like depleted because mm-hmm. it, it source is God. It was infinite. So, yeah. yeah Love will just continue to grow and you'll, you know, be better. Through your love, you will, you know, be drawn to ways that you can better just manage time. So, like, from the kind of spiritual and, in you know, transcendental comes 
come these more practical things. And right. that's kind of what we were talking about with discernment, like through like pursuing love and faith and hope, like through pursuing that, we're going to be able to deal with practical situations in our life. Right. And that's really, it's, I feel like all we do is like come back to basic points that like, yeah, if you pursue Jesus, your life's going to fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. Easy enough. But not really. I mean, like you can't, that's like prosperity. Possibly. No, no, I meant fall into place. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't mean it like that. I meant, Align your will with his. Yeah. Yes. And that through, yeah, that there can be, um, like those practical solutions are going to come from this, your relationship with God. Right. Because it's been, it's been cool. Just like this past week has been just full of that, of just me being pulled both ways. So I'm like fresh out of it. But, um, I've learned this week just after one week of it. It's been all the time, but like really bad this week, especially, um, how to communicate my love in different ways. Like you don't, like, I wish that I could just say, I love you, Jack. I love you. And that he would understand that I really mm. love him. But he instead is like crawling all over me and trying to get me to physically tell him that I love him. And so I'm, I did it one di- diaper change for Blaze. I was changing his diaper while Bla- while Jack was riding my piggyback so he could get a bird's <laughs> eye view of the poop. And that is how I could love both of them at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, you, you love them so much. So you use your brain to think of a way for them to both know that. Right. And to like express that. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, yeah, that's kind of like the Christian life. I love Jesus so much. I'm going to try to figure out a way to do his will in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's through prayer that we get better and better at that. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is that in the middle of my day, I've been praying a lot to our mother, our, our mother, Your mother. I've been praying <laughs> to our mother, <laughs> oh, our mother for help. And like, there are some days where I'm like, I have no idea when Jack wants to go down for his nap. And like, there's like this tiny window. And if I don't get the window right, then he doesn't nap. And somehow almost every day this week, I just like, I, I was praying like Hail Marys a lot <laughs> all morning. And then I just like, with, I remember there's one day I was walking up the stairs, taking him up to a nap. And I was like, how did I get here? I don't even remember making the decision to get, start taking him up for a nap. I just did it. Like he's supplying me the grace to actually, the graces to make those decisions and to do the things right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to, to help make my to life correctly easier. exercise our will, you know, to use the gifts he's given us. Right. Um, and that he's like actively doing it. It's just really cool that like just praying through it and, uh, really seeking the help and being honest with like, I need a lot of help right now. He will supply it. And then it's like this out of body experience whenever he does it in such a tangible, tangible way. Really when cool. he does it in Tanzania, that's when you know. <laughs> Tangible ways. Tangible. Um, All right. It's way past our bedtime now. We're going to wrap this up. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you again for your prayers. Now that you continue to pray for both of us. Um, we welcome any feedback or questions or if there's anything you think would be interesting for us to talk about. Yeah. Send it our way. You can email us at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. 
Like us on Facebook. Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. And we will be back. Soon. Soon. Have a great week. (laughs) Hopefully it's a week. Yeah, that's our plan. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Uh, Bye, everyone. Just as the day.